You are listening to the audio podcast of Gethsemane Baptist Church, located in Long Beach, California, pastored by Eli Reynolds. Thank you for being here today. As you can tell, Pastor is not here. He's getting some much-needed rest from all of us, right? But um, it's great to be here. Uh, I was wondering why Pastor wanted me to preach tonight, but I think it's because it's a Dodger game, so I know a lot of people may be thinking about the Dodgers right now. Me and Brother Josh Josh thought maybe we should just put the game up here, put it on two screens right there, but not tonight, not tonight. So if you have your um, Bibles, if you could turn to Psalms 145, Psalms 145, and I do want to take a few moments uh, just to thank you all for your kindness towards me and my wife. We still are fairly new here, been here about going on two months now two and a half months, but thank you always for being so kind to us, for just accepting us uh, as a part of uh, Gethsemane Baptist Church. Uh, We've enjoyed every moment, we've enjoyed every part, Uh, we've enjoyed helping in the school, helping with the teens, the young kids, and the staff here is great, pastor is amazing, and we are just so thankful to be here. We actually had another possible opportunity that we actually thought we were going to go to. It was actually all the way on the, the East Coast. So it would have been a big change from us. We're both from California. She's a Northern California uh, girl, and I'm a Southern California um, boy. <laughs> but uh, we are both from uh, California. So that other opportunity was in North Carolina, but um, we came here in February for a first visit, which was very low-key. I remember meeting, I don't see Brother Oscar, but Brother Oscar was the first person. He shook his hand, and he's like, oh, why are you here? And I was just, uh, just to visit. But we kind of knew what, what, what was happening, and... So we had that first visit, then we came back in May, and then we just knew that this is where God wanted us to be, and we we are grateful to be here. And thinking about going to North Carolina, my wife, she Googled, she's like, boba places in North Carolina. And there was nothing there. She's like, well, you know what? We had a great choice by coming back to Long Beach. There's boba, so it's awesome. And I remember, I think the first night, Miss Jemima, she was serving boba on one of the awesome, or was it awesome August, or the Sunday fellowships in the summer, and there was boba. So that was a clear sign from God that this is where we were supposed to be. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking around, but um, uh, we are really, we really are grateful to be here, and, and we love it here. So if, you, if you're at Psalms 145, Psalms 145, I promise I'll keep this message under nine innings. Um, we'll read verses one, one through three, one through three. And it says, I will extol thee, I will praise thee, which is, extols means praise, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, his, and his greatness is unsearchable. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all your blessings, for this great church. We thank you for our pastor. We pray that he gets the rest that he needs, God, and we ask that you just uh, put your angels around about him and his family, Father. And God, we ask that you would just be with this message, hide me behind the cross, fill me with your Holy Spirit's power, dear Lord, and I pray that this message uh, will be a help to somebody, that it can be an encouragement, Father, and we just thank you again so much for uh, everything that you have done for us, God. Give us a, a great time together as we meet together, and we love you, Lord, in your name we pray, amen. So we read these first three verses, and David's talking about praising God. And the last, if we notice, the last five books of Psalms from 145 to 150 are all about praising God, giving God the honor, giving God the glory. And isn't that what our life 
should consist of. Praising God. Praising God for all that he has done for us. And Psalms is a wonderful book of the Bible. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible. And this psalm is, in my Bible, it might be different than yours, but it's entitled David's Psalm of Praise. And this psalms, he tells us about praising God, and he mentions it so much in these first three verses, and he mentions it throughout this chapter and the next five. But first, as an introduction, I want to go over some things about praising God. First, he mentions twice, I want to praise God forever and ever. David mentions that we need to praise him. If we are saved, the day will come when we will enter into heaven's gates, just as the song saying we will go one day to heaven when either we pass away or when God comes back. But we will go to heaven. And if we are to praise God, might as well get starting now to praise him. In heaven, we're going to be praising him forever and ever for eternity. So let's praise him now. Let's get started praising him now. Every day, let's praise him. We praise celebrities, we praise maybe athletes, we praise them for their talent, sports teams, and we praise them for the abilities. But those abilities are God-given abilities that they gave them, and they should be praising God for those. But instead of praising those people, why don't we direct our praise to the one and true God? Give him all the praise and the glory. Let's praise him, as David says, forever and ever. Secondly, let's praise God every day. It's along the same lines. He says in verse 2, Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever. Every morning when we wake up, we should wake up and praise our God. Praise him for all that he has done for us every day. I saw a quote that said, What we do today is practice for how we will live tomorrow. Let's get in the habit of praising God. If we praise him today, we make it a habit. We will be praising him every day. Sunday through Saturday. It shouldn't be just on Sunday or Wednesday but it should be Sunday through Saturday, we are praising our God. Don't skip a day without praising him. Give him the praise that he needs. He is immutable. He will never change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let's praise him every day. Uh, me and Brother Fred, we went sewing together a couple weeks ago, and we went to Bowflower. And as we were knocking the doors, I think it was about the second door that we knocked, we met a Satanist. And the guy, he, had, he didn't have a shirt on. He just had a bunch of tattoos. He had the devil. He had all these horrible, wicked tattoos. And what is he doing? He literally said, oh, no, 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 you don't, we, we, don't, we won't take that. We worship Satan. He's worshiping Satan. And I, I, I couldn't comprehend. I couldn't believe that. But the crazy thing is, two doors later, we met another Satanist. So I don't know if it's something with me and Brother Fred. Maybe we shouldn't go together anymore. But we met two Satanists back to back. But the sad thing is they're worshiping the wrong person. They're worshiping the devil. They're worshiping Satan, giving him the praise and glory for, for the evil and the wicked. But we should be praising our God. Number three, praise God greatly. In verse number three, he says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Our God, he doesn't deserve a little bit of praise or small praise. He deserves great praise. He deserves all the glory. We can never praise our God too much. He has done so much for us. He is beyond worthy of our praise. Sing to God. I know maybe some of us, we don't have a, a, uh, a great voice like myself, but we can make a joyful noise to him. We can sing to him. Let's brag on our God. Praise him greatly. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, if you are still a little bit on the fence about praising God, that was just the introduction, I want to give us a, four brief points on why we should praise our great God. And that's the title of the message, Our Great God. First, I want to see... We should praise God because of his greatness in verse number three. He says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. 
and his greatness is unsearchable. Unsearchable meaning that it's beyond our, our understanding. Our finite minds can never comprehend God's infinite mind, his amazing, everything that he does. It may be like a husband and a wife. Sometimes our wives, you think your husband is unsearchable, but maybe more in a negative way, you, we don't understand. I know my wife could say she doesn't understand everything that I do, but God in a positive way, he is unsearchable. He is great. He is beyond our understanding. Buddha is dead. Muhammad is dead. All the gods of this world, the, the little gods, they're all dead. But our God, he lives. He is great. He is almighty. He is powerful. We will never understand his great, all God's greatness, but we can always praise him for it. Salvation, we can praise him for our salvation. We don't deserve it. None of us deserve a home in heaven. But yet God gives it to us freely. He gives us a home in heaven. The greatest gift of all. And we could stop the message there just right there. We could finish it, go watch the Dodger game, but just that salvation, because that's the greatest gift. But that's, that's enough just to praise God for salvation. We could praise him for his creation. If we just, how many of you liked the rain this morning? Did you guys, enjoy, everybody enjoy the rain? I enjoyed it. We haven't, California, we barely get any rain as it is. So it was great to have that rain, but he created the world in six days. He created life. He created everything that we see, everything that we hear the birds that sing. He created everything. He is the great creator. And we ought to just, if we just take time just to look at the creation around us and just, just like Brother Josh mentioned on Sunday, if we just pause and we're just silent and just look at the creation, we could see God in it and just praise him for his greatness with the creation that he, he, he created and all that, that beauty in it. Um, Growing up, my family, we, we love camping. We, we, we used to go camping a lot. Uh, we had a big family. There were six of us, so we could never do expensive trips or take flights, but we could always drive to a national park or a national forest. And growing up, my dad, he, he, he grew up in the, the woods, too. He, he loved all that, so he gave that, passed that down to us. But we, used to, we went to uh, Keynes Canyon and Sequoia National Parks. We've been to Yellowstone National Park, uh, Grand Teton National Park, and... Um, just this past year, we went to Yosemite National Park. But going there to the parks is so much, it's great time with my family and experiencing uh, all that time with my family, but just taking some silent times and just looking at the creation, seeing uh, Old Faithful. There's a, um, a valley in, in the Yellowstone National Park. They call it the, the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone. It's just the river goes through, and just a picturesque view. And we know who created that. The world, the, the, they might say, you know, it all just popped up. It all just came up. But that's not true. Our God, he created everything. And just looking at that, observing that, taking that time, if he did all that, he cares for us. One thing, another thing I like to do is I like to just look at sunsets. When I used to work security back at college too, up, up north in Northern California, they get, I don't know, they get really nice sunsets. We get nice sunsets down here, but something about sunsets maybe up there. But... From where I worked, it was about a five-story five building, and I, I would be able to have the key to go up the, the fire uh, ladder to the roof access, and I would go up there, and sometimes I would just, on my lunch break, just sit up there and just watch the sun as the sun went down and see the sunset. And we know who painted that sunset. That's God. He painted that sunset. So praise God for his creation. There we could praise God for the scriptures, for the holy Bible that he gave us. We have God's holy word in our hands. It's the inspired word of God. It guides us. It helps us. And we are blessed to have this Bible. We, 
We, we can't take this Bible for granted. That's why it's, it's important that, you know, we, we spend time in God. Like, Pastor, it has to be the right motive that we want to spend time in the Word of God. Read it. Get something from it. The Bible is precious, and may we treat it that way. And now these are just three of God's mighty works. We saw salvation, creation, and the scriptures. And we could, the list can go on and on and on about how, how great and how powerful our God is. But I just will leave it at these three. Next, we want to praise God for his goodness to us. The Bible tells us in verses, we'll read probably through most of Psalms 145, and I'll read verses 7 through 9 right now. And it says, They shall abundantly utter the memory of the great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious, full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all. His works. So the Bible tells us that our God is gracious. He's gracious to us. We don't deserve it, but He is kind. He is caring towards us. It tells us that He is full of compassion. There's not just half compassion for us, but He's full of compassion for us. The Bible tells us in Matthew 9 36, but when He saw the multitudes, He was moved with compassion. When God sees us, He's moved with compassion. He cares for us, He loves us. And he loves us and cares for us more than we will ever know, more than we can ever comprehend. And we ought to praise him for his compassion. We ought to praise him for his gracious. And the next, he is slow to anger and of great mercy. When I played basketball, they, or I played basketball, but I know different sports, they have the mercy rule. And you know, I, I hate losing. I don't like to lose. But I have to admit, I was a lot of times more on the other side of the mercy rule than I was the team that was beating the other team. So I experienced the mercy rule. And the mercy rule is basically once that team's up by a certain amount of points, the clock just keeps running and it keeps running. And I used to hate the mercy rule. But with God, we ought to love the mercy that he gives us, the mercy that he has for us. We deserve how? We deserve punishment. We deserve not to go to heaven. But God in his mercy and his slow anger. He gives us many chances, many chances to correct things that we have done wrong. But God, he has mercy on us. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, to give us a home in heaven, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and his resurrection. And God, he is very merciful. Lamentations 3, 22 through 23 tells us, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Every morning, God, he's compassionate on us. Every morning, he is faithful to us. His mercies are new every morning. And the next verse, number nine, it says, the Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. The Lord is good to all, in verse number nine. He's good to everyone, even to, from the sinner to the saint, he is good to us. He cares for us. If we have a breath of life, if we're breathing, guess what? God's good to us. That's more than what we deserve. He is good to us. He is good to the smallest insect. He cares for the smallest insect to the tallest human being. He cares for everyone. He is good to all. And he has blessed us all greatly. We're in a great church. We have a great pastor. We have a great school. We have a, a, a great country. We have a lot of great things in our life. And God has blessed us so much. He's blessed us with salvation. We talked about he's blessed us with the Bible, our life, our family. God has been so good to us. 
And may we never take that for granted. And as Thanksgiving is coming around and where we begin to be thankful, let's not just be thankful during that time for God being good to us, but let's remember that throughout the whole year, throughout our life, let's make it a habit of being good, of uh, thanking God for his goodness towards us. Me and my wife, in September, just last month, we were gonna celebrate her birthday, and it was one of those days where it's a great day at school, everything was going great. We were getting ready to head down to uh, Laguna Beach, spend the night there, celebrate her birthday, and it was a Friday. So we drove, and it was one of those things too, I, I typed in ways where we were going, and it was one of those things where I felt like, should I just follow Waze or should I just go the other way? But I followed Waze, so this is all Waze's fault. But I followed Waze, and we took a turn, we went down Cherry Avenue, and we, we were at a red light heading ready to go on the 91, and we stopped. We were stopped there for a good, like, five seconds. And all of a sudden, we just hear the tires screeching, and then, boom, we got hit from the, from the back. You know, I almost flew out the car, but uh, we, we got hit from behind. And at the moment, I got out of the car, and I was not in the best, 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 best mood, or I, I, was, I was upset, and we, we got out the car, but looking back on it now, we were able to give the gentleman actually an invitation to church, and a situation could have been worse. And we had to remember that God, no matter what situation we are put in, God is still good to us. We have another car, luckily, uh, we, we weren't um, injured any worse. There was nothing bad. The gentleman got a gospel track with, with the gospel on it, an invitation to church. So it could have been worse, but we need to make sure that we know that God, he's good to us, and he's, not, he's good to us all the time and to everybody. So we ought to praise God for being good to us. Remember, our God is always good. Third, God's kingdom. We'll read from verses um, 13. No, 12, 12, 11, actually, my bad. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom, to make known to the sons of men and his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom, verse 13, thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. Through just 13, and it says God's kingdom so we ought to praise him for his kingdom. God is a king. He's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. He's the great almighty. And we see God or, or Satan, he is referred to as the prince of the power of the air. But never in the Bible is he referred to as a king. And that's because he's not a king. God is the one true king. So on this earth we have our presidents, we have our governors, we have different leaders, we have some nations maybe that still do have kings. But their, their terms and their reigns, they always come to an end. But God, he is the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. His reign is forever. His kingdom is forever. He's in control of everything, and he is a sovereign ruler. And us, because of his kingdom, because he is a king, when we get saved, when we accept him as our savior and we have salvation, we become child of, children of the king, which makes us royalty. If you ever, maybe if some of you have heard of the message from S.M. Lockridge, and he had preaches a message, he's a pastor from, from before, and he preached a message, that's my king. And if you ever get the, the time, I would encourage you to look that up online, that's my king, and just hear his message, it's a great message. But just a little snippet from what he says, he says, 
talking about God, says he had no predecessor and he will have no successor. There was nobody before him and there will be nobody after him. You can't impeach him and he's not going to resign. He's our king and that's our king that we have. And one day he will have his millennial kingdom and we will rule with God and he will be in control. And he is in control of everything today and he is the king forever. Now lastly, we should praise God for his benefits. From verses 14 to 20, I'll read. It says, The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raise up all those that be bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thy hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fill the desire of them that fear him. He will also hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. And the Bible, he gives us benefits. And if you work at a company, maybe it's a big uh, bonus when you have good benefits. But your company's benefits and anything that they, they can never can be compared to God's benefits that he has for us. The Bible tells us that in verse 14, that he upholdeth all that fall and raised up all those that be bowed down. So when our burdens that we have in this life, they may weigh us down that we can't even stand up straight. The Bible says that God will uphold us. He will take care of us. He will make us straight. He will make us be able to walk the way that we should be. He will help us in times of need. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 tells us, Jesus tells us that he will give us rest. He says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He will lift our burdens, any problems that you might have, we can go to God. He upholdeth all that fall. So if we fall and we get burdened and we do fall down, guess who's there to pick us up? God. Man might fail us. Man can't pick us up all the time. But the one that can is God. He can pick us up. Verse 15 through 16, it says that God satisfies every living thing. He satisfies every little living thing. Like we said, from the smallest instinct, he satisfies their needs. To us, he satisfies all that we need. God will take care of us. He will take care of all that we have and satisfy us and give us what we need. Verses 18 to 19, it says, The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He will also hear their cry and will save them. So he is nigh unto them that call in truth. And it's important that we must remember that he will call, if we're calling on him on truth, it can't be in, in hypocrisy, but in truth we must call upon him. And he will hear us, he will hear our cry, and he is there for us. So no matter how deep the valley, no matter how dark the night, our God is there for us. Our God will help us. He will hear our cry. Verse number 20, he says, the Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. He will preserve us. He will keep us. He will keep us safe. He will protect us and preserve us and give us life. And God is so good to us in all these areas. And he says the last, maybe the only negative thing that we see in this, this um, chapter is he says, but all the wicked will he destroy. The wicked will have a day where they will be destroyed. And their day is coming. They will have a day of reckoning. And God will bring an end to their evil. So sometimes maybe in this life we see people who aren't in church or who aren't living a holy life or they're, they're, they're not saved. And you see that they're prospering. But God will bring an end to it. 
and we can't compare ourselves to them, but we must focus on our path that God has for us, and we must be, um, know that God will take care of us. He will preserve us. He will be with us. And David ends the psalm the way he started it, by praising God. He says, my mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all the flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. He says, my mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord. Let our mouth speak the praise of the Lord. Let's continue to praise him for all the greatness that he has done for us, for all the goodness that he has, has given us. He's, God is so great, so powerful. He's almighty. He is the greatest, and we need to praise him for it. The doxology goes, praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. God is faithful. He's almighty. He's the Alpha and Omega, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He's holy. He's powerful. He's amazing. He's righteous, gracious, merciful to us. We ought to be praising him. And we so just to review the points that we had, we first we ought to remember that we're praising our great God. And we need to praise our God forever. We need to praise our God every day. We need to praise him greatly, not just a little bit, but be praising him greatly. And God's greatness, praise him for his greatness, for his greatness, his works, everything that he does for us is great. He's given us the best. Praise him for his, the, our salvation that we have, our creation, seeing everything that he has created. Praise him for the scriptures, the holy word of God, the Bible that we have, that we have in our hands. Praise him for it. Praise him for his goodness to us. Praise him for him being gracious, full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. He is so good to us. Praise God that he is good to all of us. Praise him for his kingdom. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And praise him for his benefits, the benefits that he gives us. God tells us that he'll, he will uphold all that fall down. He will raise up those that are bowed down. He is nigh unto all those that call upon him. And not, he will be there for us. He will preserve us. God is there for us throughout all the hard times. Let us never forget that. Let us keep praising our great God. Now, this is just a brief, short message for tonight, but I hope that it was an encouragement to you. I hope that it was a help to you. That you remember that we need to be praising our God greatly. Praise him for all that he does, for him being so great to us. Now, my questions to you today are, are we praising God as we should? Do we give him the praise and the honor and the glory that he deserves? Do we praise him for his greatness? Do we forget? Sometimes in this world, there's so much negative stuff going on. There's a lot of negative, and you are all coming from work, and maybe there's pressures from work, but we've, if we could just focus on God's greatness, on everything that he does, let us just focus on that. Let's praise him for his greatness. Do we praise God for his goodness to us? God is beyond good to us. He is great to us. He is so kind. Let's praise him for his goodness. Do we praise God for being our king? We could thank God that we're the, the good that he does to us. Our God is great. He is great. He is amazing. He is our shepherd. He cares for us. He loves us. And I pray that this message would just be an encouragement to you, that you know that God cares for you, and that also that us on our part, that we praise God, praise him by singing, praise him by praying to him. We have many ways that we can praise our God, but let's not, and he doesn't need our praise, but it's something that we should do, and I know I didn't do justice to God by preaching this message, and 
he didn't need me to preach this message, but I wanted this to be an encouragement. First, that, that, like, our God is great. He's great, and he will always be there for us, but also that we need, we need to praise him. We need to praise our God for all that he does for us. And I know I, I can never do God justice by describing him. He's indescribable. I can never uh, amount and, and compa- uh, describe him or anything like that, but I can tell you that he is great. He is almighty. He is amazing. So let's praise our God. With that, we can bow our heads and we'll end in a word of prayer.